We all remember the classic books we read in school. Harry Potter and Percy Jackson were mainstays in our household. Today, we're going to talk about other series that we loved, especially in elementary school. This is Analytical. Hello. Hello, hello. I'm Hannah. And I'm John. And we're your favorite literary nerds. We said this was going to be back to school. Well, it's back to school in the winter. It's back to a semester. We're going back. Someone's returning. That's fair. And hey, we're actually like killing it in school. We're getting our stuff done. It's going to be a good semester. This is going to be a little bit more of an unorthodox episode of Analytical. I like the term unorthodox for it. But yeah, so we're not really covering a certain story. We're just kind of going to recommend some fictional series that we really loved. And as we said, we really did love Harry Potter and Percy Jackson in our household. I mean, our mom read the seventh Harry Potter book when it came out in two days, which it's a pretty hefty book. And we obviously loved those books growing up and read the heck out of them. And here are some other books that we read the heck out of that we thought deserve some more attention, I think. Actually, we didn't both read the heck out of these. It was either either or. So I really loved a series of unfortunate events that was written by Lemony Snicket also known as Daniel Handler. And I just love how he not only created the story, but the character of Lemony Snicket as well, writing it. How it's fictional, yes, but he is in the story himself as the author, where he is actually researching the story and is the whole time telling you not to read it. Like, it's so horrible. I always stayed away from the series of unfortunate events because it seemed like such an investment when I saw them on the shelf in the library. There are 13 books of them. They do go by really fast. I mean, there's one book where literally the whole time is Lemony Snicket just putting very for like four pages where it's like very, 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 like on and on, like about this is very bad. But the story follows the Baudelaire family and... It's really interesting how Snicket wrote that his sister was involved with the Baudelaire family. And kind of spoilers, just so if people want to know. And how Lemony Snicket was in love with the mother, like Beatrice Baudelaire. Like, it's really beautiful how he puts himself in it. And it's kind of, I described it as a tragic comedy where there isn't a happy ending and the people are very gray characters. So I think that's why it's really appealed to me is it kind of felt more like real life. And it's also interesting because Kit Snicket, which is Lemony Snicket's sister, was involved with Count Olaf, and we actually see her at the end. And it's very interesting because his dedications are always to Beatrice, and that is the Baudelaire's mother. And so it's just really interesting how every page of the story is fictional. So in this story, we know Count Olaf is the villain. Like, from the get-go, he is the villain. But the Baudelaire's also do very illegal things to get away from him. And in the end, Olaf was also hurt, which made him lash out. And it could really be a commentary on that cycle of abuse. So I definitely recommend to read that one, just because it is so gray. And yes, it might be a bit of an investment, <laughs> but it is a very good series where, as they go along, it just gets harder and harder to see who's good and who's bad. And everyone is always out to get them, and the adults are such dumb characters in it. It's so funny. A little question. Do you have to read all 13, or are some of them standalone, or do they all... You could probably read the first one and be fine. Okay. I don't know if you can jump into any book in the series, though, because they really do like keep adding characters, and they keep kind of following along. Gotcha. 
So, John, what book series did you want to talk about? A book series I read a lot in elementary school, especially, was the Warriors book series. And actually, in my elementary school, everyone was reading them right about at the same time. So there was people you always had to, like, file behind in the line, the line for the library. So it's like, oh, I'm waiting for this person to finish reading so I can get on that book. And then they'll go to the next one and so on and so forth. And there was someone that was behind you. So it was like, we all had our order. So if you knew your, if you, the book you wanted was out, you knew who to go hound to go get it. That's funny. You know, um, my class did not read Warriors. <laughs> it's a book series about um, cats, who feral cat populations, four clans that live in this woods, and they hunt, and it's all very cool. I mean, it's I awesome. I really think you're just describing the Cats musical at this point. <laughs> There's, like, this whole apprenticeship thing. It's awesome. They have a cool little naming scheme, like a hierarchy of naming. So, like, when they're kittens, they're, like, uh, what, they're, like, um, they're the first part of their name... Kit, I believe. So it's like Storm Kit, Storm Cat. And then when they're an apprentice, it's Storm Paw. And then when they're a warrior, it's Storm, their own personal title. So it could be like Storm Tail, Storm Paw, or not Storm Paw, it's an apprentice. Storm Tail, Storm Neck, something like that. Wow, this is getting it. It's so cool. It is so cool. I mean, that alone was one of the main drivers behind it. Was the very premise was just enough to hold down the attention of a kid, but the stories among them were very dramatic. And the first six of them focused on a house cat that went out to live with these ones. So like he was, he went from like the culture shock. Basically, you got this whole okay. idea of it. So it's very in-depth book series, so dramatic, so amazing, and they're all cats. So there's like those references to them hunting voles. Like what that what the heck's a vole? First of all, it's, not like it's a, a little, little rodent, okay, yeah. yeah. But still, but like we're kids, like what's a vole? It's so unique. It's so cool. They're written by Aaron Hunter, which is a publishing name for the three authors: Kate Carey, Cherith Baldry, and Tui T. Sutherland. Okay, so it's kind of like a collaborative thing to yeah. write these? Mm -hmm. Okay. Interesting. And they're still writing them today. They're getting ground down. No yes. way! There's more? There are series upon series. How, how many have you read of the series? I've read at least the first three. Series? Like, so there's six of them in each series. Uh, you've read 18 of these books? Well, that was just when I was in elementary school. I read 18 of these books. That's insane. They're very good. You get into them. And they're still writing more? And they're still writing more. So, I do have a question. Do you think they've probably gone down in popularity? Or do you think elementary school kids are still reading from the first series on? Or do you think they're starting with the newer ones? <sighs> I don't know. I, it's such a niche thing. So, I doubt if they're that popular. Because they're, it's just so weird and goofy. But it's so cool. I know you kind of mentioned... That y'all would play on yes, recess. Yes, yes, at recess, we would play like Warriors Cats, so we'd all be cats, and we'd like, I think people got clawed or whatever. What was your name? I don't know. Oh. I didn't think we got that depth and depth into it. That makes me kind of sad that you didn't. Oh, and there's standalones? Yes, there's standalones. The standalones are like longer books, and usually they're written at the end of like a six cycle book series that revolve around a specific cat. Oh. And it's all about that one cat's journey. So, like, one's, like, Firestar's something or rather. And he's, I think Firestar was uh, one of the main characters for a while. And he, it's Firestar's quest. So. Blue Star's prophecy, so on and so forth. 
Which one was your favorite? What was your favorite series or your favorite character? Um, I really liked the Power of Three series because this was after they moved homes. And I really liked after they moved homes just because I, I, I felt like I was building the whole home with them, I guess. Like a new home with them. And the Power of Three, they like there was these three specific cool cats that had like powers or whatever. It was awesome. It was cool. The Power of Three makes you think of Charmed. <laughs> like the show. It is a little bit of Charmed, yeah. Oh. So is there anything you would say about the Warrior series? Give them a try. They're really goofy, really strange, but they're good. Although, oh. I mean, they're obviously young adult books, so if you're into that sort of thing. Not even young adult. It's more like school age. Yeah. It's very, feels kind of very young. Oh, yeah. Because sometimes young adult, I think, is more like Harry Potter, where it gets a little bit, like, darker. Does Warriors get very dark, I guess. There's deaths, but no, not very dark. There's kind of a weird supernatural aspect to it, because there's, like, this whole idea of Star Clan, which is, like, heaven. So there's, like, this whole little cat heaven. Yeah, there's, like, a cat religion. I really, the cats have religion. I really feel like this is literally just Cats the Musical that they turned into a book. I don't know. I've never seen So Cats, cats the, the Musical, musical. they're all trying to, like, sacrifice or choose someone to be sacrificed to the cat heaven. Interesting. You can't tell me that's not, like, a premise there's they no got. There's no human sac or cat sacrifices in... Warriors. They all try to get to Star Clan, you said. Well, yeah, because Star Clan's like heaven, and they like there's these specific medicine cats that can like see Star Clan, like meet with Star Clan, basically. Yeah, it's strange. There's... So priests, they have priests. They have priests. Wow, this is insane. This does seem like a very in-depth series. It is. It's very cool. It's so there's so much lore. There's it's the lore is so cool too. So with that and with how big it's gotten, do you think those authors have kind of lost track of their own lore at all? I don't know. I know there's some drama about one of the book series because one of the cats like came back to life or something. It was like a zombie cat, if I'm remembering correctly. So I actually have another one to talk about. It's called The Uglies Trilogy by Scott Westerfield. It has uglies, pretties, and then the last one was specials, and then there's an extra book called Extras, actually. Um, so it was kind of like a trilogy with a fourth one, um, actually in his little introduction to it scott westerfield says apparently a trilogy actually has four now that was kind of a joke at the time um so it feels like very much a precursor to the hunger games this came out in 2005 and hunger games came out in like 2008 so there's a dystopian uh world that they live in where everyone has to go through and become pretty they go through plastic surgery and when they do that they get an implant in their brain and they completely change who they are and then the last one with specials, it's something where some of them get like powers kind of, or like their implant, they change it and they're trying to change the world. And so I think it feels very much like one of those precursors to it with the main character being named Tally Youngblood. And you can't tell me that's not the most main character name ever. <laughs> and so I was kind of surprised like reading back on it that it wasn't made into a major, mo like major movie franchise. But then again, it makes sense because it's criticizing the beauty industry and how they force conformity on everyone. Um, like I said, it follows Tally Youngblood, such a main character name. Uh, and it really does fit the trope of a nobody girl who becomes a figurehead, like a Katniss Everdeen, a Triss Pryor, which, um, can we really talk about how Triss Pryor was supposed to be like a Scarlet Letter thing for Divergent? I did not get it until now. Was she? I think so, because she was like in the abnegation faction, so they were like more like modest and everything. And so like with being named Pryor, very much feels like mm. it's kind of, kind of call back on Scarlet Letter a little bit. Yeah. Or uh, The Crucible. Like those ye olden names. 
Um, but it's just really interesting to me how that book really does talk about conformity and kind of forcing conformity. And, oh, it's such a good series. A very good introduction to, like, sci-fi young adult. And I read it in, like, I believe fifth and sixth grade because I did a book report over it about um, comparing and contrasting, like, the uglies and pretty ser- like books as, like, a whole series and how they kind of differ because Tally doesn't want to go through the thing. Then she does and how she's on the inside trying to change, but she can't because her brain's been taken over. And so, like, they put a new face on you and everything changes about you. And so it's really interesting to me. That is interesting. I definitely recommend it as a read. Um, the extras actually focuses on a different character. Um, it still has some of the same characters in it, and, like, they still see them. But it does focus on a completely different character than Tally Youngblood. And I really don't remember how it ends. I feel like I could read it again and probably be a little bit bamboozled. by the <laughs> That's the best feeling, I think, when you try to reread a book series, and it's like, oh, I don't remember that. So yes, cool. Yes, I know. And so I think that definitely would happen with that one. I feel like I know the Hunger Games backwards and forwards, probably. Same with, like, Harry Potter, even Percy Jackson. Like, I feel like I know those stories. But I don't really feel like I could remember the entirety of Ugly's trilogy or even with um, a series of unfortunate events. I don't know if I could tell you in what order it happens, especially with his like um, alliterations and alliterative names. Like I really do not remember everything in there. I will say with a series of unfortunate events, it's really interesting how much like wordplay um, Snicket or Handler uses and how interesting uh, the like puzzles are in it. So you can kind of play along almost with that. But yeah, I would definitely give uh, Uglies a read if you're into sci-fi or want an introduction to sci-fi. If you really like those dystopians, it definitely felt like such a precursor to it that never got picked up and made bigger. It does seem kind of, it gives me, just from what you said about it, like a a a, a giver um, vibe. The Giver? Nope. Don't know it. Give, tell me about it. Okay. It's a very classic novel. The Giver by Lo- Lois Lowry. It's a 1993 American young adult dystopian novel. And it's a weird kind of uh, sci-fi-y um, dystopian world. Um, it's its own little civilization kind of like set off from other civilizations. So isolated. And the main character um, apprentices for The Giver. And he like, gives memories basically. And it's very weird, but it's very popular. I will say, um, I don't think Ugly suffers from the, like, trilogy fatigue. Like, with Divergent and some of those other series, like, the first one was a standout and was pretty, like, decent. And then the other ones just kind of go downhill. I don't think Hunger Games does that as much. But, like, the second one kind of felt strange to me, like, from the Hunger Games. Like, well, the first one was really good. The second one is like, oh, we're doing this whole thing again. I don't think The Uglies does that as much. And so I think it's a really good series to get into for that dystopian feel if you like Hunger Games or Divergent like those. Another book series that I read, and Hannah actually read this recently, was Ranger's Apprentice. It was originally like a 10-book series following the adventures of Will, a young boy who lives in this castle, and it's like medieval dystopian, not dystopian, sorry. It's medieval, sad time period, and there's a little bit of fantasy in the first one, but after that, the fantasy elements kind of disappear, or the first two, I think. Yeah, with like the wizard. No, with the 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 weird creatures. 
I don't know. I actually have not read the whole series yet. I only read the first, like, four, and then I started back in school, and I couldn't finish it. There's these orc-like creatures in the first one, and there's, like, the... His I don't remember his name, but he can like control them because his will is stronger. Like he, he controls them based on his power of will. Interesting. So that's the only little fantasy element there are because everything else can be explained through natural terms or like science, yeah. basically. So it's a really cool book series, and he, basically he becomes, as the book says, like a ranger's apprentice, and he the ranger is Halt, and he's this really cool, gruff character, probably my favorite character. His humor is amazing. I love him. And it's just a very good book series. I don't think it got near as much recognition as I thought it deserved always, because I thought it was really well written, and it was just very cool plot lines and stories, and the characters were so, so amazing. A lot of British humor, so if you really like that Harry Potter kind of like sarcastic British humor that's in the books, not the movies, but it really does pop up again in that. And almost it's like funnier, I think too, where it's just so tongue in cheek. It is. It really is. So I definitely think we have quite a few series we could probably talk more about. Um, we definitely read some of the more mainstream ones as well, but these are ones we kind of picked out. What are some honorable mentions? Honorable mentions of series? Yeah, let's hear them. Honorable mention for me, number one, is the Artemis Fowl series. Very good book series. A little more popular, I always thought. Oh, what's the one? Ink Spell, where they like write themselves into is the book? Like ink Heart or whatever? Maybe. Let me look that up, because that one was really interesting. I think it might have became a movie. Yes, yeah, so Ink Heart, which actually is a movie with Brendan Fraser. Holy crap, I have to watch that now. But that one's really interesting, because... If she reads the story out loud, she has the ability to bring the characters to life. And actually, it has Peter Pan in it at one point where, like, Tinkerbell comes alive. And it's really interesting. But whenever that happens, something else goes into the story. Like, it has to exchange. And so the trilogy kind of focuses on that, where the first one, she brings something out. And then the other one, she gets into the story and it's just trying to get back out again. I loved it. It was Ink Heart, Ink Spell. So, see, there was one. Okay. And then Ink Death. Oh, and then there's the color of revenge. So there's like quite a few to them. But I definitely think Ink Heart and Ink Spell are good ones to kind of start off with. And then last honorable mention is the Fable Haven series. I've kind of raved about it to Hannah for a while, but it's very good. Follows. I sorry. I, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just going to mention it. No, you can get into it a little bit. No, 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 bit. no. This is the mentions part. We're just mentioning it. Oh, Google I it. gave a. I gave okay, a summary. Okay. Um, Fable Haven follows these two kids that learn that magical creatures are all real and they are hidden on these preserves hidden throughout the world and chaos ensues it's very cool chaos ensues it's so the premise is just amazing hit it out of the ballpark really with just the idea and then the execution was amazing the first five are great there's a companion series and they're less great but i'm still having a good time reading them which yeah. i think is the important part it, i think that is an important part and you know there are some series that people are like oh those are trash series or whatever but if you enjoy them, I think you should read them. I mean, if you like the kind of, oh, what's it called? Tackiness, I guess, of Twilight. <laughs> how you're like, oh my gosh, this is so overdramatic. That's great. It's like people like the dramaticness of it. And I think that we can always rave about, you know, cat books and anything else. It's fun to read books. And if they bring you enjoyment, that's what it's all about. That is a very good point. Yeah, it's all about your little escape into the world of books. Well, that's about all I have. I think so, too. So, readers, reach out with some of your favorite series. 
I'm sure there are plenty that we haven't read and would love to read ourselves. Yeah, or give us some, I would. Give us some recommendations of books to read. I do read. I'm reading another <laughs> series now. I just mean you're busy. I'm not oh. I'm not throwing shade. It was a little shade, readers. Our listeners is a little shade. <laughs> so join us next time as we get back into some short stories. We're looking through lists now and trying to find a short story we think would be really fun to analyze again. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Analytical is created, hosted, and produced by Hannah and John Newland. It is edited by John Newland. The artwork was created by Hannah Newland using Logo Maker and is owned by Hannah and John Newland. The theme music you're jamming to now is created by John Bartman, and you can check out more of his work at his website, johnbartman.com. Web design is by Hannah Newland, and you can find us at analyticalpod.wixsite.com analytical. And you can find that link in the description. All our social pages are at analyticalpod, and you can email us at analyticalpod at gmail.com to reach out and discuss your thoughts on this episode, to chat about literature, or life. Please rate and review us, subscribe to our podcast, and tell your friends. It will help other people find and enjoy as well. Thanks for listening.